0: Go yard time for go yard. Yeah, and who are you anyway? I am Doctor Angel. Doctor Angel, the famous Doctor Angel. Uh, I guess you could say that. You always like me to say that. <laughs> Vinny, she's always saying, make sure
1: you tell him how famous I am. Well, you know, my payment was late this month, so I wasn't sure if she was yeah, going to mention it. Yeah, right.
0: That. I know. She's very famous. And who do you have with us I in the studio? I have my very famous dad. You do it's have your famous Vinny. dad. The guy that's the expert on dating, on dating sites, right? <laughs> yes, he is.
2: Sometimes.
0: Sometimes. We had that show with him a few weeks ago we that was, yeah. We sure did. We did. All yeah. about dating. And so we're glad you're back with us tonight. Well, Vinnie Falzoni the famous man. Yes. Pleasure being. Yes, and you fathered this one, huh? I did. did. You did. Mm -hmm. Or you're owning up to it. Absolutely. (laughs) I knew
2: she would be famous one day.
0: Did you? Oh (laughs) yes. She says she's famous, but it's not anything that I say about her ever, but I mean really. Doctor Angel this is exciting you have a big day coming up
1: saturday we do have a big day coming up saturday two-year anniversary for the practice yes absolutely oh yes. yes So we are having a great big party at our facility at 2058 weaver park drive from 11 to 2 so come on down um people are going to get to try virtual reality therapy if they want for oh, free and prizes really? and giveaways and lots of food and lots of food food and fun you cooking I am not cooking, but I did really good job ordering it out. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: works. There you go, that works. Yeah, <laughs> so you're a good job of ordering. Catering. I I use
1: those thumbs really well on the computer. All right, so that is this
0: Saturday, Tommy. If you're in the area, come down and check out our digs. We I love, absolutely will. We would love to have introduce you and show you the her counseling area and our church, and it's all there in one big facility.
3: The virtual reality is intriguing.
0: It oh well, it is that's
1: it's very cool and then there's gonna be a couple other uh, health and wellness businesses in the area that uh, you get to meet them and so it's gonna be a pretty cool event Saturday 11 to 2 this Saturday coming up Dr. Angel's
0: development yes Yes. you have some giveaways
1: yes we do have lots of giveaways and fun and games and you know
0: so uh, almost it it is two years right Mm -hmm. now isn't it Mm -hmm. it's totally crazy isn't it totally crazy so, uh, Vinny, uh, it's been, what, three years ago that one day Dr. Angel and I were having lunch. Just We used to just talk about what we were going to do on the show. We don't do that anymore. We just wing it. <laughs> but, but back in the
1: day... When we, we planned these
0: things. When we planned the show, uh, she, we were sitting there one day at Village Inn, and she said, what would you think about, let's get a building and put the church and the counseling ministry together? I said, are you ready to go into private practice? And she said, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I want to do it. That's how it all began. And that was about three years ago. It took us a few months to find mm-hmm. the, the right place. And then it took us a few weeks to remodel mm-hmm. and get it the way we wanted it. And so it's pretty exciting that already you've been doing this two
1: years. I know, two full That's years. Awesome. It is exciting. Yeah.
0: Why, why are you doing it?
1: I love what I do. I love watching people get, you know, to get well and to get on top of their life and to live and to live healthy. Exactly, yes. And when we get to
0: about the middle of the show, Tommy plays this commercial that he recorded all about you. And he says everything on there that you told him to say <laughs> about your greatness. And uh, it, it's it's really, it's good. And so people, you'll hear all about her 104 degrees and all that stuff that she has going. Anyway, we're just glad you're all watching and listening and you, if we are live right now on Facebook so you yes, can... Yes, we
1: are and my aunt is listening your so... Your aunt is... My aunt uncle so shout out and do, do, yeah. do your aunt and uncle know how famous you are? I think you've told them a couple
0: times you through think? the radio. Really? <laughs> yes. No, you know what? I tease her but Vinny, she is excellent at what she does Absolutely. and very- there's a lot lot of people that have been helped in the two years since yes. she went into private practice and came out of the, um, you know, the environment of uh, yeah, right. agencies. Yeah, that you community mental
1: health was a community very tough... Community
0: mental health. So we are proud of her and I'm just yeah, kind yeah. of... Uh, Tommy, if you can find some, like, congratulations thing for <laughs> her, that would really be good. Usually we try to do that on her birthday because she always tells us don't forget my birthday and so we do our best to not forget that but
1: you know two years right now in practice what have you learned I have learned a lot but the most of all I have learned to just you know what keep going no matter what you know take each day for what it brings and never stop believing like just keep going forward don't stop and,
0: and and just keep doing the best you can for that's each it. client. And now you have an associate counselor with you and a beautiful receptionist. She's great, Jen, mm-hmm. Jan. And uh, so we're excited about the progress and everything that's happened. So uh, as you are watching on Facebook, if you'd like to ask a question tonight about codependency, we will try our best to answer it. Yes, we will. And Tommy is still trying to find something to tell you how great you are. It just... <laughs> There's that one song that says, Dr. Angel, Dr. Angel, that one, you know? There you go. He's
1: looking like, what song are you <laughs> That song doesn't exist, Tommy. <laughs> She's making it up as we go along. I'm making it up. <laughs> if you find anything, just
0: let us know. Raise your hand. <laughs> okay,
1: so codependency, would you define it? Sure. Codependency is um, a behavioral pattern where we... It's an unhealthy behavior pattern where we are over dependent on another person in our life um, for our happiness, for our contentment, for whatever we think will make us feel good or be happy. Codependency. So it means uh, usually not
0: everybody Is codependent in both people in a relationship? Not everybody, but it can happen. And when it does, it's
1: very toxic.
0: So, just the idea of the word codependency is that the person is not just dependent on themselves for their happiness, but they
1: try to. Well, so here, I'm going to back you up because right, they're back. not dependent on themselves at all for happiness. Right. They are looking for their happiness in other people constantly. I was hoping you'd catch that. I did catch that. So
0: um, when they're looking for happiness in other people, then they do what kinds of things? We've been talking about this for
1: weeks on this, sure, in this series. Sure. I'll give you a lot of good examples. Give so me some examples. Some of the things they will do is they'll be manipulative okay um they will not have healthy boundaries they'll have bad boundaries uh they'll make a um Excuses for bad behavior constantly. Um, they will have. Uh, let's see. Or they want to spend all their time or focus all their time on a certain person. They, they want like to
0: monopolize that Monopolize person, them. Right? And what happens if that person says, "Wait a minute, you know, I'm going out tonight with the guys, or I'm, I've got this to do or that to do"? How do they? How does a codependent? A react?
1: codependent can feel very, very rejected, and so okay. they can get manipulative. They can get very angry. They can feel like, "What's wrong with me?" You know, they have have this la- they need the outside to make them feel accepted. Uh, so they get into that people pleasing um, behaviors are always looking for people outside of them. So when something is good in their life, when something is good or bad in their life, it's someone else's fault, or it's someone else gets the responsibility or the blame, they really struggle taking responsibility for themselves. Well, I'm going to take responsibility for asking Tommy
0: to play some...
2: Congratulations! Congratulations! Congratulations!
0: Congratulations!
2: Congratulations!
0: Congratulations! Congratulations!
3: Congratulations! Uh, uh, Everybody wanted to wish you. Congratulations! That's all right. Congratulations.
1: That's the 150 people that are gathered here in the studio right now. I just want to let you know. I'm glad you found that because the suggestion was to have my dad sing "Eye of the Tiger." (laughs) Oh, well, that's not a bad idea too. (laughs) Well, that's coming
3: later.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, congratulations! Yes, from all of us here at TanTalkNetwork.com, we are very proud of your success and um, these seven years almost that we've done on this show right here in the studio. Have taught a lot of people some real counseling, important topics and things
1: they needed to hear, don't you think? Sure. Yes. We have really gotten to the nitty gritty of a lot of topics. I mean, taking our codependency, this is what, how many shows have we done? Like um, seven, eight? Like yeah, a lot. like that. A lot.
0: Because we don't just do a topic for one show. That would be just way too boring. <laughs> so we just
1: try. We try to get all the way out. down into the heart of it, give people tools, and help them understand how do you get back out of it. Free counseling is really what it this is. show is all about. It's
0: it a is. Life and I can tell show. you
1: the number of times we I use these shows as homework assignments for my patients in counseling because really? they have the tools that they need. So you tell them they have to yep. listen. I do tell them that they. And then they
0: have to come back and tell you that it was great, right? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No, they they don't. (laughs) They probably do, though, Vinny. So codependent behavior is
1: extremely common, is it not? It is very common, and it's very destructive. Yeah, it is. Why is it destructive? Well, it's destructive for a lot of ways because, first of all, when we're in a codependent relationship, we just don't feel happy and content and satisfied with our life. And so we're always looking for what's going to make us feel that way and it's never enough it's like it's like the satisfaction hole in our heart is just it has a hole in the bottom and so people can pour in but it's pouring out as quick as it's pouring in so So
0: why does a codependent person never feel satisfied do you want to explain
1: that to our audience sure because it's never enough like it's never enough time with that person or that somebody can't tell them enough times that they're a good person or that they love them or they value them like it's just not enough because their self-esteem isn't built up so they can't accept it for themselves so they're constantly needing more needing more and more and more attention and they sure it can come with a lot of attention or it could come with i need you to need me so i set myself up in relationships to where i am needed all the time so i'm meeting someone else's needs and not meeting my own needs because if you need me then i'm always going to have someone in my life right so it's kind of a security blanket, it can really. Be, it can be right. Vinny almost sounds like an addiction to a person.
0: Ah, uh, uh, there you go. Get into
1: the microphone and
0: Come say on. that out loud.
2: It almost say sounds that. like an addiction to a person. It is
1: well, an addiction
0: to a exactly person. It is exactly an addiction, Vinny. Exactly it, what is it, it is. And so when when you're in a relationship with somebody who is codependent with you you feel this pressure all the time to give them enough attention to meet every need they have to be sure you're there all the time and and the example i said like going out with the guys oh no 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 you can't do that because you realize that person's going to be very upset with you if you do right kind of stuff right so did you have another comment to that
2: Uh, No, no, I didn't. But um, that's what it sounds like an addiction. It is an addiction, um, yeah. It's like you can't please the addiction.
1: Right? No, you can't. It takes
2: more and more to get there, you
1: know. Yeah, it does. And that's what we'll see where they're constantly connected by text and calls. So if that person does go out with the guys, they will receive, you know, 10, 15, 20 exactly. texts or calls from the person that they're codependent Oh, are with. you
0: saying it's not healthy to be texting all day
1: long the person mm-hmm. that you're in a relationship with or even friends all no, day long? No, no, that's not healthy. We need to stop it. These are not our leashes. I can't tell you how many times I've had to say in the counseling room, we are not pets and we don't have a leash. And Ooh, we've made good. our phone leashes. We need to be able to turn it off, set it down, not return a phone call the same day. You know, we still have a life to live. But there are people that if you
0: don't return a phone call that day, or if you do not text within the hour or the
1: 30 minutes, you're in big trouble. Sure, there are people like that. And we that's where we lack the boundaries. That's where codependency really lacks the boundaries, is that expectation of staying constantly connected. So they're not doing their job. They're not taking care of stuff. They are trying to be constantly connected to someone and don't bosses understand and look and see somebody on their phone all day long
0: like go buy cubicles and say oh my gosh she's on her phone all the time wouldn't they yeah sure
1: i'm sure they're really understanding yeah no they're not and it can be very distracting
0: yeah right it can Mm -hmm. so that brings me to this title really of tonight's last show in this Series, and it really is. We want to talk about failed expectations from codependency. Yes, because would you explain what a failed expectation? Well, it's is? an
1: expectation
0: that we had that didn't happen. Right, and so what is the problem with expectations that are that fail?
1: Well, we feel very disappointed. We can feel very hurt when that happens. Um, We can personalize it. You know, people who tend to be codependent also tend to personalize everything as if you're doing it to them. Okay. So if, you know, for example, you were doing something with someone who was codependent and you got tired and couldn't keep doing it, they would, why are you doing this to me? Uh Uh-huh, of personalize it. They personalize it. So anything that happens, like if you had a real emergency with your kid and you had to leave, well, why is this happening to me? Why do you have to leave me now? Like they're not, it's always about happening to them.
0: Okay, so failed expectations. So codependent people have expectations built in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they look, I think, I from my own personal experience, I think they look for people that need jobs done or need things done for them, right? They're very busy people. Like, this could be a secretary in an office. It could be whatever. Sure. It could be somebody you're dating. Sure. And you're a busy person, and and that that person, the codependent that begins to date you, realizes, oh, I can do this and this and this, and I will be more needed.
1: Right. And when I'm needed, then I'm going to be cared for and valued because they can't do it without me. Okay, so where does the failed expectation come in then? Let's talk about that. Oh, failed expectation can come in in so many forms when we're talking about codependency because it can come in that the person we're codependent with maybe they start learning to do things for themselves. Oh, and wow. Now we're feeling we're not needed as much. We need them to need us. And so we do things like manipulate situations or sabotage success. I see it all the time, especially when we're talking about addiction. Um, that failed expectation happens like we can look at that person as with the addiction and blame them for all the problems it's an easy blame right with their it's but when they start getting better the people around them can really struggle because now they don't need those people oh, at the same yeah, level right.
0: yes exactly. and we know in
1: addiction there's always codependency that it's what keeps it alive there has to be so and that's why it's hard for some people the enablers right aren't they usually codependent? absolutely that's part of codependency can be enabling behaviors and so that can happen as somebody starts to grow stronger or whatever it could be a lot of things it could be that you know that single mom who you know recently divorced and had was relying on people to help her and now she's back on her feet that for a codependent person they're going to be angry that she's doing well they'll do things to sabotage her success so that they need her right they need all that. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: So, um, to the people out there who saying, okay, I understand what codependency is, and I feel like I've got this person, that person, whatever, in my life that are codependent with me, mm-hmm. how do you break those chains? If you're the person that is not codependent, friendship, family, relationship, whatever it might be, if you're the person that is not codependent, and you've got one, two, three, four, whatever people that are codependent with you, number one, how do we help them realize that, that that's not healthy?
1: Okay. And secondly, what should they do about it? Okay. Well, we can only change ourselves. And we can only change our action and, and how we respond to people. Um, we can talk to people and, you know, let them know that, you know, this is unhealthy. But a lot of times when you're talking to a codependent person and you say your behavior is unhealthy, they're going to get angry and mad and they're, they're going to pull away. The best way to deal with having codependent people in your life is setting healthy boundaries for yourself and following through with those boundaries.
0: In other words, something the codependent person would say you're seeing about yourself
1: you don't care about me you don't care how this affects me sure they they may get angry but at the end of the day the antidote to codependency is healthy boundaries and so when we can set healthy boundaries for an example like we are meeting up for you know dinner and a codependent person may be chronically late because they get dragged into other things Um, maybe I Leave the restaurant after fifteen minutes because that's my boundary. I'm not going to sit here and wait an hour for you to show up. But we talk about our about ba- whatever the boundaries is boundaries. It's I am not going to enable that behavior with you. Okay, so okay that yeah. Talk about boundaries a
0: minute because we've had so many series on boundaries, but that keeps coming up that word all
1: the time and everything we teach on the show. Absolutely. So I'll give you a lot of examples here with the boundaries. For example, uh, when somebody calls you and they're angry and they're frustrated and they're talking negatively to you, I wouldn't stay on that phone call. That's my boundary. You're not going to talk to me and talk, yell at me, scream at me, curse at me, hang up on me. But if they come back and say, wait a minute, you're my friend or you're my
0: therapist or you're my sister or whatever the case may be, what do you do with that?
1: What do you do with, I deserve to be treated with respect. And when you can talk to me calmly and, and with respect, then we'll have a conversation, but not until. That's my boundary. I don't let that takes people a lot call of, me up and sit, you know, do that to me. Yeah, but that takes a lot of guts. It does. But just because they, they call doesn't mm-hmm. mean I have to answer. Don't you think, Vinny? It it, takes think a lot. So.
2: It does, yeah. But that, that I wonder, um, can a person be in this kind of relationship? I mean, could they have gotten into a relationship accidentally and then oh, it yeah. turned that way? Oh, all absolutely.
1: All the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, People don't wake up and go, oh, I want to be codependent today. Yeah. Like, it just it happens. And I think it doesn't happen right at the beginning of the relationship. No. Because
0: codependents are fairly smart, I think. And they know how to
1: manipulate people. They know people. how to. It's like yeah, a fishing hook, the And they yeah. lure them in. And then they... It's like that frog. If you put a frog in boiling water, he's jumping out. But if you put that frog in room temperature water and turn it up an hour, a degree, an hour, he's going to stay until he boils to death. That's how people kind of get roped into those relationships. Yeah. And a lot of times they don't even realize.
2: That it's they probably don't realize it until they're already in it. Until,
0: exactly. Right. And wow. when they're in it, then they're like, oh, my gosh, this doesn't feel right. What's right. wrong? Right. You know, why am I feeling this way? I used to love being with this person. Right. Because what happens is that person's neediness.
1: Begins to come out. Do you think, Doctor? Yeah, Trump? they can get very controlling, very jealous. Very. I mean, you can throw a lot of words in there, and it does. So in the beginning, it looks like love. Oh my gosh, they love, they care for me. They want to spend all their time with me. That's so sweet. Oh look, they text me all the time. To, I know they're thinking about me. And before long, it becomes a leash and control and an addiction, as you said earlier, Vinny. Because w- and with
0: texting now, I mean, people have the ability to really push the envelope on this codependent oh yes they
1: do a whole new level than ever before with our electronic leashes as we they have become
0: they have yeah and so uh we're going to talk more about this in the next few minutes and somebody's on the line well let's put them through yeah we'd love to talk to them whoever you
4: are well this is betty well hey betty Betty. how are you Well, fine. How how y'all doing? We're good.
0: I just told Doctor Angel I found your watch, and I'm happy that I did. Oh, I am. I, oh, you don't know how happy I. am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we you were here with us for about a week and a half just recently. We were so glad to have you here, all the way from the frozen tundra of Michigan. So yeah. uh, yes, go ahead with your comments or questions or whatever. And are you going to congratulate Doctor Angel on
4: two years? Uh, yes, I, I actually did um, through the, the uh, through the through a Facebook, I think. Okay. I told her I wish that I was there to celebrate with her. Yeah. I wish, said, I wish you were too. I was there too. <laughs> yeah. But I ha- I have a question for for either one of you. Um, I've had myself. I have been codependent, and you were talking about again one of my favorite subjects is setting boundaries when you set those boundaries and it works for a while but then once there's almost like a relapse do you still do you have to go through from the very beginning again of what you did to set that boundary is
1: what do you mean by relapse
4: (sighs) well in my situation let's say i set a boundary and i said that no i'm i am a person that has a hard time saying no so once i say no and then i don't have to say it for a while and then that same problem reoccurs again they're gonna try you (laughs) yeah do you have to go back to step one you you do but it doesn't
1: take as long to get through the steps again if that makes sense okay
4: well you know it's very it's very difficult for me to set a boundary because i don't like saying no but then there are times when i know i need to but does it take a while to learn to say no
1: it sure does and i think a lot of it is learning the perspective of the word no because the word no it can is a very protective and loving word um, because when think of a child, when we tell a child, no, we're trying to keep that kid safe from something that could be harmful or not to do something that could eventually be bad for them. And so the word no is a safety. It's a protective word. It's like I look at boundaries like when we leave our house, we lock our doors because we don't want to let the burglars in. We, we don't have boundaries. It's like leaving our house with all of our doors and windows open mm-hmm. and saying, come take whatever you want. Well, we protect our houses. And the word no protects our time, protects us, protects other people. And so we just have to, it takes time to reframe that. It's, I'm not hurting somebody when I say no. I'm protecting something mm-hmm. there. If it's my time, my energy. And when you use the example of a child, when they're young, you know, when they're little, mm-hmm.
0: and you're trying to teach them that the stove is hot, for instance, exactly. right? Um, and, and we don't feel bad about that, Betty, when we tell our little kids, don't touch that stove, don't you dare, you know? And and we're okay with that, or don't run out in the street. But when it comes to being adults, and we have to tell somebody, no, I can't fulfill that need that you have right now I just can't I've got
1: this I've got to do or I've got to be someplace else or whatever sure and I find people who are very compassionate and helpers and empathetic really struggle with that because they feel like it's a harmful word but it's not it's not a harmful word. it's a protective word we can only give what we have and we have to protect our time energy resources and sometimes it we can help people too much to where we're hurting those people You know, and so the word no sometimes has to happen so that they can get the strength they need to deal with what they have in their life. Well, it goes back to the word that we
0: talked about earlier, enabling. Right. Because what happens so often with people that are in in a relationship of any kind with a codependent is they are enabling
1: that bad behavior they are but they think they're helping they think they're and helping, caring and yeah. loving right but it's, it's like the butterfly you know when that when that butterfly is in that cocoon and he's trying to get out if you go And cut that cocoon open, that butterfly will never fly. But if he sits and struggles and rips and struggles, it moves the water out of his wings, and he'll fly. Oh, that's a great example. And so when we go and cut the cocoon up for people and do things to help them, sometimes it's help, but sometimes it's very harmful, and we're robbing them of gaining the strength they need to face their own life. Oh my, that is that's profound, Betty. Does that help?
4: Oh yes, yes it does, because you know you get um uh, get up in years and you have you have enabled certain people most of their life and then you tell them no uh you get sometimes you get a negative response
0: yeah usually <laughs> yes usually that's true
4: <laughs> yeah usually you because do I'm an, uh-huh. I'm an empath i you know i have very i'm very compassionate very you know everything with me is okay i can hug you through this but sometimes you, I, I am, I have a hard time saying no, but I, you know, I appreciate your show on, on this, on this subject and it is, it has helped me so much. And I really, of course, you know, oh. I appreciate both of you anyway. Thank you. Oh, we That's,
1: appreciate you and thank you for being willing to call in and, and share your question. Cause I know you're not the only one with those questions.
0: Yeah. Thanks Betty. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Okay. All right. I, thanks guys. Yeah. Tommy, it's going to break.
3: Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557.
0: Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marcia today at 727 417 0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marcia McAllister at 727 417
2: 0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network.
0: You picked that song tonight? I don't think I picked it. I <laughs> think Dad picked that
2: song tonight. <laughs> I think, it's a great song. It's
4: a
0: great song, it Vinny. Is. I it think is. it is, really. What does it say to our listeners? What is it?
1: Communicating, Dr. Angel. I think it's a song of strength and to keep pressing forward. Strength, yeah.
0: Strength, yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't you think when we're talking about codependency, it's too easy to give in? Betty just said to call our our friend, part of our ministry, um, just how easy it is just to
1: go to revert back to old habits, don't you think? It is, because first of all, we've probably had them for most of our life and it's what we're know and it's what we're comfortable with and so it's so easy and it to revert back and it's really hard to make those changes it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight there's no magic pill and I can you know make these changes it, it takes work like going to the gym and you know getting new muscles on our body we are going to the gym of life and making new changes in our mental and emotional life definitely
0: and I one of the things she said which was so true is it's so hard to say no to people that we have been codependent with right sure because we feel like we're letting them down vinnie you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. right sure uh we just feel like we have like oh i should i should do it they need me to do this I, i really need to rearrange everything and do you want to comment on any of that
2: Yeah, I think if you feel like you're letting somebody down, it makes it so hard to to say uh no because nobody wants to let nobody down. Right? No. Sure. You want to make everybody feel good. And so, you know, no, you don't want to let them down. No one does. But yeah, I think you've got to have that strength within you to be able to say no.
1: Yeah, you do. Well, and, you know, I tell, you know, one of the internal checks is when we're going to help someone is. Not only can I do this, meaning do I have the time, energy, resources to do it, but should I be doing this? Is this I don't think that people person? often ask the second
0: question. They ask the first question. Sure. Do I have the money to, you know, go buy this person all the groceries they need or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they don't often ask the second question. Should, should I, I do, do it?
1: This? Why not? Well, because I, I think there's just this cultural training, especially of people of faith, where we're trained that we help the needs, we go in, but we have to put boundaries with those because mm-hmm. we, our help can be harmful and rob people of a strength that they need to develop in their life. Right. Have you ever known people that will refuse
0: to get a job, but they just always have their hand out? Yes. There's a lot of people like that, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it's one thing if you're not capable for some reason of working on your own, but it's another thing if you're capable and you still want to.
1: Sure, and that's why when we do help, we ne- it needs to come also with boundaries around that help. Back to that word again. Back to that boundaries word. So, example, I have, you know, if I have somebody that needs to get back on their feet, sure, you can come, you know, stay at my house, but you have 30 days or you have 60 days like there's a boundary around that so that they're making the steps they needed to get back on their feet it's not an open-end stay with me and live for free forever like that's not how that works but for a lot of people that's how that works did I ever tell you the story about the Haitians
0: no okay so many many years ago my ex-husband was still in medical school and my dad was in Oregon preaching at or speaking at a graduation of a college graduation. And one of the people graduating said that they were moving to Indianapolis, right? And he was going to be an intern and da da da. So my dad just volunteers our house (laughs) <laughs> Don't know these people whatsoever, and my dad, being the friendly, outgoing guy, he was he goes, yeah, they'll put you up, you and your wife and your baby, sure, yeah, just go when you get to Indianapolis, just here's the number, call them, you know. Well, I won't, I won't because of, of time. I'm not going to tell you all the awful things that happened, but after ten days, and they would not leave. Oh, my I swear to you, they would not leave. And in that 10 days, they never once took a shower. Oh, wow. So it was getting pretty bad, okay? Mm-hmm. And I this was before cell phones. And so my, I had to go. I was a teacher, and I had to go out to my classroom, and I stopped at a pay booth because there was, you know. Mm-hmm. And I called my ex-husband at work at the hospital, and I said, okay, I've had it. This happened today. They have started moving in everything from their storage little trailer they had behind. And I said, uh-uh, no, the the, the uh, welcome mat's got to stop today. Yes. A- I mean, and it it's hard. I mean, and he said, okay, I'm coming home. I'm going to deal with this. And Because I had tried, and it, it was like, oh, we're not any bother. We can tell you've got plenty of room here for all of us. And I think my point of that, and it's still a funny story now, you know, but it was horrendously awful yeah to have people living in your home that you hardly knew who thought they had just taken up residence there sure you know oh, and
1: oh. I mean, it's a true story it, and i and, hear stories like that all the time or i hear oh i let my you know daughter or my son move in while they got back on their feet and they've been there five years and they're not working and they're playing video <laughs> yeah. games all day long and, and this
0: is a problem in it, america it's
1: happening all the
0: time it is
1: happening Yes. I'm dealing with it a lot on this end. And so when we do offer that help, when we believe we should, it needs to come with limits and boundaries. It's got to have. A, and, and if you have them up front, that would be better. Absolutely. You can stay two the, nights and then you yeah, got to go. If you
2: have a timetable. Right. You know, or, I can help you for a week. That's it.
1: Yeah. Or I can offer you this help, but you need to take these steps for you. To move forward. Well, so. we
0: actually, my ex-husband actually found them a place to move to, an apartment, and they said, "There's no need for us to do that. We're very comfortable right here." <laughs> I'm sure and they so were. And so that's when I gave up and went to the pay booth and <laughs> called him, and I said, "They're comfortable here, <laughs> but I'm not comfortable here. So somebody's leaving."
2: You someone's gonna leave somebody's gotta leave
0: (laughs) but but, you know that's that it did happen okay but i think so often people get our we get ourselves into situations because as betty said earlier we have a very hard time saying no no this is my boundary because we feel like we're hurting them we're hurting them or we should do it after all obviously they have a need right you know
1: yes yes and we do we do we feel like we're hurting them I think and we have to step back and, and we have to change the perspective on mm-hmm. that because there are many times where we think we're helping someone and we are robbing them of gaining strength that they need to get through what they have to get through you, you mentioned the butterfly think about the mother uh,
0: bird in a nest Yeah. yes what do they do they just boot them
1: right on out and see and go fly oh, there they go. You know all, mm-hmm. that movie
0: it. I saw years ago, Failure to Launch. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a funny! It's movie. It's a funny movie, but it's about a
1: kid that never leaves home, and he's thirty-two. Yes. Whatever. But it's a sad phenomenon. It's happening. It's happened. It's yeah. a truth. And it's not just that they're not leaving home; they're not getting jobs. They're right? not because they don't have to. wear things in and their mom their life. was still doing his laundry and paying oh the cell God. bills <laughs> and yes, and cooking so, dinners.
0: You know. And, and, and yeah, that's a reality, but we need to help our listeners get the strength to say no. Yes. So I want you to address that, doctor, because it's after all, it's your big two-year anniversary show. <laughs> so we got to make you work here. You well, know? Show, you know, show, show
1: us how smart you are. I will. Well, okay. I don't know about all that, but I will say this, especially before offering someone big help, step back and process it. Don't get caught up in the emotions of the moment. Don't get caught up in... Um, what's happening like step back consider do I can I do I have the energy time resources and then should I and then if I should what's the limits what's the boundaries the what's the expectations and also I'm gonna throw another one at you mm-hmm. what is
0: this gonna to do to me if they continue to take advantage of me and I begin to be resentful of them is it gonna hurt my relationship with that person absolutely and that's which a lot of times is your child it
1: can be your <laughs> frankly, child frankly
0: can be sure or somebody that you're involved with or whatever. a family
1: member or somebody you you care about right, a, right. a good friend or something you know but if we're going to move through codependent behaviors we talked about boundaries as a big antidote and part of that boundaries is I take responsibility for my thoughts feelings and yes. actions yes I do and I allow others to take responsibility for their thoughts feelings and actions but we
0: don't want other people especially those in our immediate family or our immediate circle to hurt at all that's what I hear Betty saying.
1: sure we don't want them to hurt but you know Pain brings
0: change. So the mother bird does not sit in the nest and think about, uh, should I really kick these babies out well, is or it not? going to
2: hurt their feelings?
0: No. Are they going to be sad? She, she doesn't.
2: It. It. She just doesn't. She
0: doesn't. Right. She just doesn't. No.
2: Because it. she knows that's the best.
1: She knows right. that's the best for them, that's and that's right. the only way they're going to learn to fly. Exactly. Sure. And so uh, moving us through that codependency is really looking in that mirror at ourselves. I can only change myself. I can only change how I respond um, to situations. I can only change my boundaries. I can. My feelings are my responsibilities. My problems are my responsibilities. If I have struggles with relationships, I have a part of that ownership that I've contributed that mm-hmm. I can change for myself. Right. Do you know It's not... Yeah. We've got to stop looking out the window and blaming everyone and everything for the things going on in our lives. But if you're the recipient of the blame and the person that you told no...
0: Now is mad and doesn't speak to you. Okay, that's their choice.
1: And that we have to stop personalizing when those things happen. Yes, that's their Their choice. Choice. I'm letting them take ownership over their choices, thoughts, feelings, and actions. Right, we're going to let them be who they are. And I'm not going to be offended and I'm not going to be hurt. That's okay. But what if they come to you crying and whining, and you can fix
0: this, mom? you can, wah, wah,
1: wah. If it's not a If it's not a healthy decision to make, I'm still not going to make that decision to, to, to give that help.
0: So when you gave all those chores to your three boys, and you had those charts, and you said, you have to do this before you can get out and go do this, and one of them would say, but I don't feel good today, or I really don't want to do it, I'll do it later. What
1: did you say as a mother? Well, when they try to put it off, well, there's always a consequence if they didn't do the responsibility. I hear you were tough, Sergeant. I I was kind (laughs) of tough. There was a consequence. If they did not do their chores and they wanted to put off to later, that was their choice. But that also came with, then you're not going to have TV or video games for two days or whatever the consequence was to put that off.
0: And it's easier to do that with kids we're raising than it is with adults or people that we work with or people that we're involved with or whatever.
1: We don't think so much about hurting our kids' feelings because we know we're trying to help them and grow them into great, you know, adults that can survive in a world. But we do feel this guilt, I think, that happens when it happens to other adults or people in our lives. And we have to check. We need to check that for ourselves. Yeah. Because that that's not a real guilt. So, how would you sum up? You've got about
0: eight minutes to sum up everything we've been talking about all these weeks on codependency, and in a way, I think this show has kind of summed some
1: of that. I think up. it really has been a good you summation know? of of all of it. I mean, it, codependency is common; it's destructive, and we're never going to experience happy, healthy relationships or even life when we're in this cycle. And so getting out of it is first recognizing, hey, I'm in the cycle. For a lot of people, it might be, hey, I need some extra help to get out of this cycle. Because it could be very deeply rooted stuff in our behaviors that is not so easy to change. Or even see, what should I change? Sometimes we don't get a good perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. in the middle of it. We need a. Bring in the. I always tell somebody we need to bring in kind of the airplane view. That's what the therapists are. We're the airplane view, and we can kind of see a better perspective for people from thirty thousand feet. Kind of, you know, we get to see a a different perspective when they're in the thick of the woods. You can't always see what's happening in your world, and so get extra help when you need it. There's lots of great resources. Start working on boundaries. Codependent no more. Yes. Codependent no more. What's, What's what's her last name? I can't remember. Melody
0: something. I tell you what, that book helped me when I was struggling with codependency many, many years ago. Um, and she has a devotional that you can read every day, just which is really, really good.
1: Did you find her name? I, I pulled up. Yeah, because that's one of the books we use in the practice. Uh, Melody um, Beatty. Evidently. Yeah, B-E-A-T-T-I-E. Yeah. Codependent no more? Yep.
0: Okay. So that will help you guys so much. Just get that book. You can
1: order it from Amazon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And then the devotional that goes along with it, which I don't remember the name of that. Uh, also, a great book is Boundaries, um, Developing Boundaries. There's lots of great books on boundaries. Um, there's lots of great series. And there's boundaries with conversation. There's boundaries with kids. There's boundaries with our, and ourselves. There's relationship and couples. Like We need to start really working on developing those. You're acts. saying that you got to work on this. Yes, these are the things to work on.
0: You can't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to be codependent
1: no more. No, it doesn't happen. (laughs) It's got you get something you got to work on. It's like going to the gym. If you want to gain those muscles and change your body shape, you go to the gym three, four, five days a week. You do it consistently. You get on the machines, you go to the classes. And over time, your body starts changing shape that's how this happens. Consistency. Did you want to say
2: something? Yeah. So what size of the boundary should a person set if they're wanting to get out of it? I mean, should they look at the baby step approach, do you think?
1: I would definitely recommend the baby step approach. And when we're looking at boundaries, we go to basic boundaries. And the word no is the most basic boundary. And a complete sentence. And a complete sentence. No does not we do not have to give it an explanation. No is a complete sentence.
0: But don't codependents have a very hard time saying no without an
1: explanation. They can, I've not met one that can do it very well because they want to defend that no and so they lie And so that you still <laughs> that they still please you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, yes. But no is a complete sentence, and it's a very basic boundary. But it's setting boundaries over me first. It's me learning that I have value, that my time is limited. It's our most limited resource we have. Like, what am I prioritizing? What's important to me? Am I taking care of what I need to take care of in my life? Because when we're codependent, our lives are usually um, not taking care of the way they should be because we're so busy in taking care of other people's but stuff. But codependents don't think they have a right to... Really take care of themselves. Sure. And that's because their mission is to take care of And that's where value and self esteem work can come into right. and come yeah. into play too. Wow. What else do you want to say about all I'm this? I'm just gonna I really want to reiterate it is not a magic pill solution. It is it takes time, but it when it changes it starts to change step by step. Every little step starts making big steps. And it really... it, and it feels good, and it really. It feels so good.
0: No really feels good when you can say, wait a minute, no, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. But somebody else can, I'm sure. But
1: I, not- And I will tell you a story. I had a patient who came to me a little bit over a year ago from um, a mental health hospital and had just hit a low in life, had zero boundaries, had just a hot mess, very codependent, everything was a mess, and we've been really working on this. A year later, this person is like, I can't believe how my life is. I love my life, Oh wow. and I can stand up for myself, and I can say no, and I have friends, and I have good relationships, and like, and that was just a year, and then they're still making steps forward. That's fantastic.
0: So there's hope, that's yes, what you're saying. There's a lot of hope, but yeah. you got to do the work. Well, you got to do the work because that's what a lot of people don't want to do, though, Doctor Angel. They yeah, want it just four to happen. Four-letter words, you know that. Work, work. <laughs> yes, but but it is hard for a lot of people to get to that point. But once you start it, it will feel good. It does. It will feel weird. It does.
1: Go and ahead, Sometimes we get that. a little bit more backlash, and it's okay. Then we feel guilty. We sometimes feel guilty. It's okay. It's taking small steps and just keep going keep taking crawling sometimes it's pausing and just Getting used to this new way of thinking and this new perspective, but as you make those steps, your life will be so amazing for yourself. So let's talk in the
0: in the last minute and a half that we have how your life has changed in the last two years since
1: you decided to follow your dream. Oh my gosh, my life has changed. Um, yes, I I jumped off that limb and went for the private practice, and I've done it afraid. I've done it when I wasn't sure. It was a dream. It was planted in my heart, and. I love what I do. I love going to work every day. I love sitting in that. I mean, it's so much peace in that building. I love watching people's lives change. I love I don't know. Because when you follow your
0: heart and do what you feel called to do, mm-hmm. what you feel called to do, I feel called to be a pastor, when we follow those that, that direction, it
1: does bring peace. It really does. But with that, there's a lot of boundaries that comes along with what oh, I do. Yeah. Boundaries on my time and on my limits and on my resources. Um, so to be healthy, we have to have those boundaries. But, man, I will tell you, I just... I love going to work every day. I love I love what I do. So I you
0: don't regret do. your
1: decision? I do not
2: regret my decision at all.
0: Vinny, do you have anything you want to say to your oldest daughter here?
2: I'm very proud of her, and um, she's really done a fabulous job. And I, I see continued success for her and uh, very passionate about what she does. Mm-hmm. And uh, to see the people's lives transform before you has got to be a, a really big thrill. So hope that you'll keep on keeping on. <laughs>
0: That's, that's your dad that's my dad <laughs> my dad's Absolutely. in heaven he can't say anything like that right now <laughs> but you know what that's really cool and we're always glad to have you on the show Vinnie Thank Falzoni you, you come anytime you, you want Thank it's you. always a joy to have you here So, this has been actually the two-year anniversary show for Dr. Angel's practice. And it wasn't planned that way. No, it it, just happened. It just happened that way. So, congratulations. Thank you. Two very wonderful years. And we're just going to keep on. Join us Saturday between 11 and 2 in our building, our facility. Everyone is welcome. 2058 Weaver Park Drive, Clearwater. And we'll have a little party and some lunch. And anybody's welcome. Yes, come on down. Okay. So you can start year three right now? Start year three? Yes, yes, yes. Here we go. Here we go. All right. This has been Go Yard. It's been Mama Mac and... Dr. Angel. And
4: Dad Dad. Dad. Dad.
0: (laughs) joining the show tonight. All right. Glad to have you here, Dad, (laughs) anytime. See y'all next week. Go
2: Yard. Good night.